Hey folks, I'm Philip Morgan, and this is the Consulting Pipeline Podcast, where we talk about building your consulting pipeline through positioning, education-based content marketing, and marketing automation. As I've mentioned before, positioning is not a new concept. In 1972, two men, Al Reese and Jack Trout, co-authored an article series in the magazine Advertising Age, and that's where they first coined the term positioning. And then in 1981, they published a book called Positioning, The Battle for Your Mind. This is a fantastic book, by the way. If you haven't read it, you should, I think. The examples feel out of date, but the concepts in this book are just timeless. Those examples, as I mentioned, are a bit dated, but they also are always, uh, in the book, always about big product brands, cars, household products, and so on. Of course, after I read the book, I thought, what about professional services? What would Al Reese say about positioning professional services? I mean, so much of selling professional services is based on trust and whether your prospect likes you and your personality and your other human factors. That, and those human factors just don't seem to be there with the big product brands. So how does positioning apply to professional services? Well, I did what any curious podcaster would do. Uh, I emailed Al Reese and I asked him. I asked him to come on this podcast and talk about how, how the concept of positioning applies to professional services. He was game for doing this, but his hearing has been uh, degrading lately, and that meant he could not do a podcast interview. So we did an email interview instead. My friend Jonathan Stark is going to read... Mr. Reese's words in this interview. So the voice you're going to hear is not Al Reese. Again, he was uh, not able to do a, a podcast interview. We did an email interview. And so it's Jonathan Stark who's reading the part of Mr. Reese in this interview. Without further ado, here's that interview. Is a modified approach to positioning required in light of today's communication landscape, most notably the internet? As time goes on, every concept needs modification. Um, there are two things that have affected the positioning concept. First, visuals have become more important. Positioning was a totally verbal strategy, but there's a lot of evidence that the best way into a mind is not with words, but with visuals. My daughter, Laura Reese, has written a book on this subject called Visual Hammer. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is the internet is used primarily as a tactic, not a strategy. But there's one difference between internet brands and retail brands sold in physical stores. For brands sold in retail stores, there's always room for a second brand. Take Coke and Pepsi or Red Bull and Monster. Uh, retailers always want at least two brands in every category so they can play them against each other. But not so on the internet. That's where you find brands like Facebook, Twitter, and Google, which completely dominate their categories, leaving little room for a strong second brand. So what is fundamentally different or noteworthy about positioning professional services compared to positioning a product? Nothing. The problem that owners of professional services have is that they think their services are so important that they can't focus on one feature. They think they need to be experts in everything. Take marketing consulting, for example. Do you know of any marketing consulting firm that owns a word in the mind? We do. We call ourselves focusing consultants. None of our competitors focus on anything specific like that. So how do you recommend professional services providers get greater clarity on their own positioning? Are there some specific steps that a firm's leadership has to go through to develop an effective positioning? 
that's a too brought up a question for a specific answer, but let's just say that most companies focus their attention on issues such as where they are, what they are good at, what experience they have had. In other words, it's all about the organization and its people. Positioning is different. You start by looking into the minds of your prospects to see if you can find an open hole. Then you make changes inside of your organization to fill that open hole. So as a general rule, advertising is about communicating something to customers and prospects. Marketing is about making changes inside your organization in order to be successful on the outside. A professional services firm, particularly a smaller one, cannot simply invent a position that matches its core competencies for reasons you've outlined in your books. The position has to align with existing market perceptions. So how does a professional services firm find a viable position that also matches its core competencies? That's the essential problem of marketing. Most marketers spend all their time trying to verbalize the core competencies of their companies. As a result, the positions that come up uh, that they come up with are too broad to penetrate the minds of prospects. Think of a position as a knife. It's hard to cut into a mind with a dull knife. In other words, a position that encompasses almost everything. It's much easier to cut into a mind with a sharp knife, a narrow position. How does a professional services firm find a viable position in prospects' minds? Narrow its focus so it stands for something unique and different. For example, Emory Air Freight. They were the leading air cargo carrier. What services did Emory Air Freight offer? All services, overnight, two-day, three-day deliveries, all that. So Federal Express narrowed its focus to overnight service when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. Was overnight service a core competency of Federal Express? Probably not, but it was a great position to own in the mind. So a very new professional services firm may not be faced with any existing market perceptions about their company. So what should they keep in mind as they attempt to influence market perceptions for the first time? Mm, start with strategy. What can the new service offer that its competitors do not? Then try to pick a name that reflects the strategy. White Wave, for example, wanted to get into the soy milk business. But instead of using the White Wave name, the company took the words soy milk and telescoped them down into silk. So now when consumers want soy milk, the first brand they think of is silk. In selling professional services, human factors like trust and personality are very important. Do these factors play a role in an effective position for a services firm, or should they be secondary to some other factor? Remember when Richard Nixon said, I'm not a crook. Did the American people think to themselves when they heard that, that, oh, I always thought he was a crook, but now I know he's not, just because he said it. Marketing's filled with abstract words like trust, honesty, loyalty, premium quality, consumer-oriented services, world-class products, blah, 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 blah. Very few of these words register with consumers. If you want your marketing messages to be believed, they need to be brought down to earth. You need to use specific words that generate visual images rather than abstract words that are meaningless to most prospects. So do you recommend professional services firms anchor their positioning around a particular expertise they have or something like customer service or some other type of attribute? Only if the attribute's unique to the firm. A better direction might be to narrow the focus of the firm's market. So instead of being a generalist that can handle every aspect of a business, a company might focus on one aspect. A marketing consulting firm, for example, might focus on startup companies only. In general, a consultant can grow revenues by scaling fees, volume, or both. Firms that attempt to add additional lines of services may face the line extension problems you describe in your book on positioning. 
Are these problems as dangerous for a services firm as a major product brand? And if a firm is determined to diversify, is there a way they can do that without harming their position? What's the strongest position any brand can own? It's leadership. Heinz and Ketchup, Hertz and Rent-A-Cars, Hellman's and Mayonnaise. So before a company even considers a line extension, it should try to dominate its existing market. That's the best protection any existing company can own. Now look at the advertising business that I grew up with. Back in the Mad Men days, the leading ad agencies were Doyle, Dane, Birnbach, McCann, Erickson, Ogilvy & Mather, and many others. Today, these leading agencies are still in business. It's the smaller ones that are gone. Nothing protects your future like leadership. Are there common mistakes a professional services firm should be aware of as they develop their positioning? Just remember that positioning is not about you. Positioning is about the minds of your prospects. Every company should start a strategy session by asking themselves, what do we own in the minds of our prospects? And what do our competitors own? Then decide what position the professional services firm can own in the mind. And typically, this requires change in the firm itself. Years ago, Jack Trout and I wrote a series of positioning articles for Advertising Age, the leading marketing publication. As a result, we received many letters from advertising agencies around the world complimenting us. At the time, there were thousands of advertising agencies in America, but very few of them had global offices. So rather than try to compete against American agencies, I wanted to use our positioning contacts to build a global chain of agencies. In other words, franchise the positioning concept. Are there any patterns that you see successful services firms following in their positioning? The most successful firms tend to be the ones that can generate favorable publicity. What you say about yourself is mostly a waste of time. What others say about you, however, is usually believed by most prospects. Look at the advertising used by producers of motion pictures and Broadway plays. They're devoid of traditional marketing copy. All the quotes are taken from media reviews of the movies and plays. The professional services firm should do the same thing. Generate favorable publicity in the media and then use media quotes in the marketing material. Thanks again to Al Reese for that interview. You can find out more about Mr. Reese at reese.com. That's R-I-E-S dot com. You can find more episodes of this podcast at consultingpipelinepodcast.com. I'm Philip Morgan, and I hope to see you again next time.